the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom. You know, last week we finished talking about the morning affirmations, which is the first part of the summer challenge. Today we will focus on the sharing our faith part of our challenge. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and honor you and praise you. And we thank you, Lord, for... This summer challenge, which is seeking to continue to motivate us to meet with you morning after morning, to continue to get closer to you, to continue to have revival in our heart, to continue to have a foundation for our day that really will make our day special because it's in you. You know, we're submitted to you, Lord. So, Father, we thank you and praise you, and we pray, O Lord, that as we discuss sharing our faith, that people will truly be motivated and take this mantle on and and really focus on sharing our faith with all we meet. So we thank you, we bless you, we honor you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay. Well, you know, if you take the Summer Challenge, we put you on our app, which you will see new resources each week to better focus you on the morning affirmations and sharing your faith. And some of it will be uh, like today. Um, Today's lesson will be uh, similar on the app so that you can review it and uh, see what was said, so you don't have to take copious notes necessarily. <laughs> okay, um, but you can if you are not signed up for our summer challenge, call eight one three eight three one five six seven three. Speak to Karen, and she'll sign you up. All right, or or Jennifer, either one. Okay, please visit our website. And then come and visit us at our services, either Friday, Saturday. It just depends where you are and which location you're coming to. So our website is Shoresh, S-H-O-R-E-S-H, david.org. And we love visitors. For more information, again, call our office number. And um, we'd ask you to consider sending us a gift to help us with ministry costs for the radio. 
We are a little below our costs right now, so we could use the uh, financial encouragement. But um, feel free to do that by calling our office, 813-831-5673, or go to the website, heartofmessiah.org. All right, let's begin preparing to share your faith. You know, the first thing to understand is we have to prepare. (laughs) You know, we've spent three weeks on morning affirmations, and if you have been consistent with doing them each morning, I'm assuming that you are super excited about God. Being excited about God is the foundation for sharing your faith. The more excited about God you get, the more you want to share your faith. It's that simple. Now, some people are just natural at sharing their faith. Not me. So no matter what they say, it works. This is a gift from God. However, like I said, myself and many of us find it really hard to start a conversation, continue, uh, or bring that person to a knowledge of the Lord. The commandment to share our faith is just as important for us as it is for the people who do it naturally. So we have to prepare and study in order to become effective. We need a plan and coaching in order to feel confident. And that's what we're going to start with today. The first step to becoming effective in something is to pray. We pray for the burden to share. We pray for our minds to be filled with the correct information to share. We pray for our words and our think that our thinking will lead us to be effective. We're praying for the person that we're speaking to. Whenever we pray, We're asking God for the mind of Messiah. Now, are you prepared to study uh, how to share your faith? By the way, remember, God's looking at your heart. You can't fool him. So over the next few weeks, I'll give you a lot of information. It might feel like a school class on how to share your faith, but I will tell you, that I won't be grading you, but God will. (laughs) He grades the final exam. (laughs) Okay. I will not be reiterating why we should share our faith. I have done this on many occasions, other programs. I would hope that you already know that this is the third commandment that Yeshua gave us. Love God, love your neighbor, and go into all the world and share the good news. So, We won't be going over that. We're going to get specifically in how to share your faith, and I believe there are five parts to sharing your faith, and we'll go over each one, not today necessarily, but we'll we'll go over each one. Each of these parts has other parts within them. So here are the five parts. Approach, delivery, content, close, and answer objections. Now, there might be some more things, but uh, I think these are the biggies. And uh, before we get to these five specifics, let's look at general principles that you'll need to be an effective sharer. First of all, you need to have a vision for what you are doing. What's the purpose of sharing your faith? And this is really important, as you'll see later on. 
The purpose is not for you to show how smart you are, nor you that you have this amazing command of the Bible, or that you can win arguments. No. God is commanding you to share your faith in order to introduce God to your listener, to draw your listener to desire God in their life, and then to turn their desire for God into a commitment to receive Yeshua into their heart. Simple, but important. Okay. So the first thing under all of this, in, in these general principles, is to create an attitude of trust with those you want to share with. This is critical if you want somebody to listen to what you have to say. Whether the conversation lasts 30 seconds or 30 minutes, they need to trust you. Now, the best way that I know to develop trust is to show you care about people. And the best way to show you care about them is to ask them questions about what they think, what they believe about themselves. You know, you have to show them that it's not about yourself, but it's about them. And so asking questions serves two purposes. It shows that you care about them, and it supplies you with information so that you can learn more about your listener, which will help you better direct the conversation. So here are some ideas. Ask questions to find areas of commonality and agreement, like ask about their work, uh, maybe where they live, what music they enjoy, if they have children, education, place of worship. Now, you can get a little more specific, like, hey, do you believe in God? Do you believe that the Bible is the Word of God? Uh, The questions you ask depends on the situation you're in, how much time they have, and are there people listening, you know, around you, uh, other than the person you're trying to talk to. Uh, Later, if you have developed trust, you can ask more pointed questions like, I'm curious how you interpret Isaiah 53. You know, if they say they believe that the Bible is the word of God, so you say, I understand you don't believe that Yeshua is God. I get that. But how do you interpret Isaiah 9, 6, and 7? Have them read it, have them interpret it, have them explain it. See what they say. If you have established that um, their faith background, ask questions about them in their faith. So if they're Jewish, you could say, I'm celebrating Passover, but I don't understand how to explain why we break the middle matzah, hide it away, redeem it for money, and then have everyone share a piece. Or you could say, in Judaism, how is our sin atoned for? Or you could ask, should we develop our opinions about Judaism from man or from the Bible? Or do you believe in heaven and hell? Those are good questions, and it gives you an understanding of where to go from there. 
you know, ask them about things that you think might interest them, but be really care- careful. Because, first of all, they can be distractions. And second of all, you might assume something that is not true. An example, again, would be if they're Jewish, have you been to Israel? Or, you know, that that's a reasonable question. Are you glad the embassy was moved to Jerusalem? Reasonable question. But you need to stay away from political discussions if you are center or leaning to the right politically because Jewish people, for the most part, are not only left of center, but they might be left of left. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? So stay away from political discussions like abortion, homosexuality, uh, President Trump or President Obama, global warming, evolution. Um, You might really regret it if you get into those discussions. And though they might be interesting, do you remember the purpose of why you're talking to them? Okay. A key is that you never want to argue. Once you begin a disagreement, you are no longer in charge of the conversation. And the subject has been changed from God and the things of God to the disagreement. Make sense? And that's actually a good segue to another point, which is called reframing the discretion. I'm sorry, reframing the discussion. Okay, got it. This, so what this means is you need to get the conversation back to its purpose. And you remember the purpose. So you must know the purpose of the discussion. Don't get caught in landmine questions. Those are questions that are uh, put in your way to get you to stop talking about God. Uh, Or they just could be questions that they know you can't answer. Uh, I'll give you an example uh, where we're going to try and return the control uh, of the conversation. So somebody says to you, I understand, uh, or, well, I, I guess I will say this to the person I'm speaking to. I understand that you want to know why God would allow the Holocaust, but I don't have a good answer. However, I'm amazed at God's miracles concerning Israel and how so many prophecies have come to pass. Are you familiar with those miracles and prophecies of God? Okay, so you see, um, I tried to agree or sympathize with the question, uh, not give them one of those cliche answers which never work. But uh, I also then draw, ask the question at the end and, and ask, uh, try to get the discussion back to God. Does that make sense? Another system that I like, and unfortunately sometimes I forget to use it, but it's really good. It's called Feel, Felt, Found. And I learned this in my... Uh, sales background, um, 
And so it goes like this. I understand how you feel. Many have felt the same way, and they have found. Now, you don't go exactly like that, but it's it's the idea of that. So as an example, someone says to you, I like President Biden because he's pro-choice. And let's say, for argument's sake, that you are pro-life. What do you say next? Well, I understand how you feel. Some of my friends have felt the exact same way as you. And they have found common ground with pro-life people concerning that the government probably should not be involved in a personal decision and the government should leave it up to the parents and those in the circle who might help them make that personal choice? Would you go along with that? Now, you might not like that answer. You might disagree with that response, but it doesn't shut the door on further discussion, and you could then ask them if previously they said they believed in God. You could say, what do you think God's position is on abortion? And then we're back to God, right? Okay. Uh, Let me tell you about this advertisement on TV. I haven't seen it for a while. But a few years ago, uh, Tom Selleck was talking about reverse mortgages. And this is the way this particular advertisement starts. I know what you're thinking. I thought what you thought. Some things are too good to be true. Just like you, I thought reverse mortgages have some sort of catch, just a way for banks to get your house. But I did some homework, and I found out, and we're not going to go into it, but you understand. So look at how that advertisement is so slick that I know what you're thinking. You know, I thought the same thought, so I understand how you feel. Yeah. And others, I, in fact, even I have agreed with you in the past. I felt the exact same way, you know, and this is what I felt. And I'm sure you're feeling similarly. But then I did my homework. See, by that time, you're sort of in his camp and you want to know what the homework produced. <laughs> and so that's feel, felt, found. It's not a memorized script, but rather a thought process that allows you to answer any objection without blowing the conversation because you are connecting with the person. If you listen to that entire commercial, the idea is to get your trust and make you feel comfortable with them and then tell you what they found to be true. It doesn't feel like they're selling you anything. It just feels like, it it just feels good. (laughs) This is an important way to control the conversation and, and keep the trust of the one you were speaking to. Now, when you get into a sticky situation, remember your purpose of the conversation so you don't get angry, you don't lose your patience, you don't get too intense, And so you can continue to have the trust of the person you're talking to in order that you could change the subject back to God. Understand you might 
feel you can or did win an argument, but you're only winning your conversation, but not accomplishing your purpose. Remember your purpose, introduce your the person to God, draw them to desire God in their life, and turn their desire for God into a commitment to receive Yeshua. So if all you do is, number one, introduce them to God, that's great because you have planted the seed and accomplished part of your purpose. However, if you did that and had an argument, you probably accomplished a lot less than you think. Don't argue. Don't take an offense, but rather find out what they believe and try to understand why and where you can find some sort of agreement. If they say, I think President Obama is doing a great job and you don't like him, then ask, what areas do you feel he's really excelled in? And mention maybe something you respect about him and then switch subjects. Agreement does not mean you are condoning something bad. You know, look. let's look at this scripture. We haven't done any scriptures today. So this is a cool scripture. 1 Corinthians 9, 19 to 23. For though I am free from all men, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win over more of them. To the Jewish people, I identified as a Jew, so that I might win over the Jewish people. To those under Torah, I became like one under Torah, though not myself being under Torah, so that I might win over those under Torah. To those outside Torah, like one outside Torah, though not being outside God's Torah, but in Messiah's Torah, so that I might win over those outside Torah. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win over the weak. I have become all things to all men, so that by all means possible, I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the good news, so that I might be a fellow partaker of it. Don't you like that? I mean, really. Don't you see the the significance of when we are talking to people that we have to get their confidence? We ha- They have to sense that we are thinking and, and doing things the way they do so that we can then throw that curveball, so to speak. We can change the subject. We can then get them to think about something that we believe because we've already developed some commonality, some agreement, something that works for them. Does this make sense? I hope it does. Now, we have so much more to talk about. As you can see, we haven't even gotten to the five different parts uh, of, of sharing your faith. But what we have done is establish the general principles for sharing your faith. And these are very important. So think about it, study it, look at this scripture, look at how God's heart is that he wants people to come to know him and understand that he has chosen you and me to do this. Now, uh, this is all we have time for today, but if you're interested in taking the summer challenge, I will supply you with materials. Please call our office, give us your name and some other information, email, and I'll um, 
you know, you, I'll get you various helps when they put you on the app. You will get email notices. A new uh, piece of uh, a new resource has been established, and then you go to the app. You uh, click on the new resource, and there it is for you. So call us at 813-831-5673. Great way to study God's Word. Great way to work on uh, on your own walk with the Lord. Great way to share your faith. Please visit our website. Again, please visit us Friday evenings and Saturday mornings. Any questions, call 813-831-5673. Again, We uh, are blessed that you are listening, and let us end in prayer. Father, we thank you and praise you for our listeners, and we ask, O Lord, that their first priority would be to grow in their desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah, and we pray for this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah. God of Israel Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.